We're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Thursday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope you're having a great week. Got a special instruction Thursday coming your way. Director of Golf Performance for Neuro Peak Pro, Andy Matthews, will join us here momentarily. Andy was a professional golfer in his early days uh, in his career. Wonderful player. Was a customer, I believe of uh, this company, NeuroPeak Pro, and then uh, after his playing days, got involved and uh, has advanced it considerably and is now the director of golf performance. Very smart guy, very interesting stuff, a little different for us here on the Stripe Show podcast. Normally, we're talking full swing, short game, putting, green draining, you name it, but today, we're talking about precision breathing and what that means to your performance. Because I promise you, everybody listening today, whether you're a professional golfer and you get under the gun and you get nervous and you're, you know, you're not, what's your breathing doing, your shoulders and your tense, or you're a, a low single digit handicap and you're playing in the club championship and you're nervous and how do I handle that with my breathing so I can stack the deck in my favor and perform in the most critical situations or it's a member guest and you're in the racehorse and there's 60 people watching you and your palms are sweating or you're coming up the 18th in the restaurant which you noted before you teed off is right next to the 18th green and there's six people out there watching you hit this pitch shot off a tight line you don't want to blade it into their salad We've all been in those situations where we get on the golf course and it hits us. We're nervous. Our breathing starts to speed up. And so we're going to get into that. How do we control our breathing? What is NeuroPeak Pro all about? They work with a lot of professional golfers, including Jordan Spieth, including Keegan Bradley, Lots of players. It's going to be an interesting one today. We'll get to him here in a second. Before we get there, though, I want to recognize our heroes. Hashtag honor your heroes. Part of my partnership with Vistar Credit Union. All kinds of submissions coming in. I want you to get involved. I want you to nominate an active military or a former military, a veteran of this great nation, and I want you to nominate them as part of this hashtag honor your hero that Vicar Credit Union is doing. You can go to my website, travisfultongolf.com, click on the partners page. You will see Vicar Credit Union. You can nominate them right there. I want to hear about it. We're getting all kinds of submissions coming in. They are really something to read through. There are some really cool prizes and experiences that Vicar Credit Union is distributing to these people including a Travis Fulton golf experience right here in my studio, which I see listed on a number of veterans, which is really cool. This submission comes from Kate. Kate is the wife to Matthew Schwanke. Matthew is a disabled veteran who runs a nonprofit called Outdoor Valor, who takes veterans fishing for free. He serves his community with an extra focus on veterans who have PTSD. He has helped over 1,500 veterans since he started the non-for-profit in 2016. Thank you, Matthew Schwanke. This submission comes from Kathleen. Kathleen writes about Matthew Wilson. Matthew is a third-generation Navy soldier. 
and is the commanding officer of the USS Tennessee Blue Crew. He is a wonderful example to his family and community in the pride of his country, duty, and service. Thank you, Matthew Wilson. All kinds of submissions coming through. I wanted to recognize two of them. I want to see more coming across from my audience. Go to my website, travisholtongolf.com. Click on partners. Click on Vistar. Hashtag honor your hero. I want to tell a quick story about another veteran really quick before we get to our guest, Andy Matthews. I think I told the story last year. Last season, in the holiday season, uh, there was a party that was put together for many wounded warriors in this area. And we had about, I think, about 18 wounded warriors and their family that came into the studio. And we had a wonderful night, two and a half hours. We did contests, putting contests. Uh, there was some other games that we laid out. And we hit shots in the simulator here. And about half of them had played golf before the other half hasn't. But they would come up one by one with their family, and I would show them grip, posture, ball position, build a swing, and hit some shots. And just it was, it was great. There was this gentleman that was sitting on the couch with his wife um, the entire night. And throughout the night, I would ask him, hey, you want to get up and try? And he, you know, he, he just kind of nod, and he was okay. He didn't talk much. He was sitting there with his wife. I think his wife was kind of encouraging him, maybe go up and just, you know, try a swing. Well, towards the end of the night, he finally did. He, he got up and he, and he walked up and he says, yeah, I'll give it a go. And so I showed him the grip. I showed him posture. I showed him ball position. We built a swing and I put the ball on the tee. And as this, this whole moment was building up, you could really feel the energy and the direction of everybody in the studio looking towards the sim. And I'll never forget this moment. He, he sets up and he takes it back and he just swings about 180 miles an hour and he misses the ball by two feet and spins around and out comes this unbelievable belly laugh. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Just beautiful laugh came out. Smile on his face, didn't fall down, thank goodness, and he goes right back at it, gets back in there. I show him the grip and the posture, and here we go again, and he takes it back, and he swings 185 miles an hour, and he misses the ball again by a foot and a half. And he's laughing, and now everybody's laughing. I'm laughing, and so we try it again. Misses it again. He finally connects and hits some balls and, and you know gets it up in the air, and it was just it was unbelievable to watch. I shake his hand. I thank him for his service. He goes and sits back down next to his wife, and he's interacting with her, and he's smiling. They're laughing. And, and for the remaining of the 30, 40 minutes of, of, this, of this party, he is talking. And let me tell you something. He is one of the funniest people I think I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, the lid came off. This guy is engaging. He is having fun. He's telling jokes. He, I mean, he was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And for the first two hours, he sat there, didn't say much. And so afterwards, he shakes, his, he shakes my hands, and I said, thank you so much for participating. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your, what you've done for this country. And he, he looked at me, and he said, you know, 
I haven't really gotten out of my house in over a year. And, and, and I looked at him and I, I said, what? And he says, yeah, I haven't really gotten out of my house for over a year. Just, you know, PTSD, some depression, uh, just, you know, didn't, didn't do anything. And, and so for him to, to be here and thank me and, and to, to take some swings and miss it, show some humility and laugh and engage and to see what it meant to him to be here and have a great time and just simply be out of his house was really something. It was really something. And, and there's a lot of military individuals that it's, they're, they're like that. Jacksonville's a big community of, of former military, active military, uh, the work that um, that we do in here with Wounded Warrior, they um, they had a league where we got a lot of the military and Wounded Warrior people in here competing with golf. And you start hearing these stories and it really hits home and you start to appreciate what these heroes, um, the sacrifice that they continue to make in their quality of life today because of what happened to them um, when they were in the military. So a little story about that. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting. Hashtag honor your hero, Vistar Credit Union. Please go to my website, travisfultongolf.com. Click on partners. Click on Vistar. Nominate your hero today. Let's get to our guest, Director of Golf Performance, Narrow Peak Pro, Andy Matthews. Today, something that uh, we really haven't uh, done before to this point. You, you kind of know Thursdays where I'm bringing in instructors that are full swing specialists, short game specialists, putting specialists, greens reading. You know, that's kind of where I've hung my hat for the better part of 23 years. Today, we're going to help you play better when it comes to competitive golf, and we're going to do that through your breathing. And today, we've got a very special guest, uh, the Director of Golf Performance, Andy Matthews. He's with NeuroPeak Pro. Andy, thank you for joining me here on the Stripe Show podcast. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate y'all having me on today. I've been meaning to reach out to you for a while because I've had a lot of touch points where your name has been brought up. I follow NeuroPeak Pro on, on Instagram. I saw it on the Netflix series with Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. I know this is not just specifically for golf. You're in a lot of other areas, other sports. Chris Mason, very top, uh, very popular teacher. He's been on the podcast before. So I had all these connections. I was like, man, okay, I, <laughs> stop what you're doing. Sit down and send him a note and let's get Andy on. So I appreciate your time. And I want to start with this for my audience. Mm -hmm. And NeuroPeak Pro, and it's really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're really down to precision breathing. Right. I mean, this is what this is all about, precision breathing. So I want to start right there and what that means and how perhaps that's a little different than, say, sports psychology and what they would do when it comes to breathing. Yeah, sure, Travis. And, you know, and I think those of us that are that are watching or, or listening and have been in a stressful situation, whether it's been, you know, on the golf course or not, and somebody starts to see that you're you're starting to feel those feels that we all do when we're stressed and you've heard it a thousand times. And it's like, Hey, Travis, take a second and take a deep breath. 
Yep. And that is exactly what happens. We see this really big, mm -hmm. high, dramatic breath, and you're doing it wrong. Mm. And the reason that you're doing it wrong is because of all the science that's behind breathing. Breathing's been around for years. And like I said, you know, we've got that common understanding of, hey, you're stressed, take a deep breath. But when we do that really big, high, chesty breath, we actually whiff on the first domino that needs to fall hmm. to be able to start unwinding that stress using using our breathing. And so you've heard belly breathing, you've heard diaphragmatic breathing. And this is something that you can learn using some precision feedback. That's why we call it precision breathing to help influence your nervous system. It kind of starts with heart rate and heart rate variability. And it starts this chain reaction all the way up through our nervous system and ultimately our brain to be able to start to to work in in or against i guess some of those feelings of, of stress that we might feel when you know we're teeing it up on saturday morning with our buddies and a few dollars are on the line or for some of our clients on tour where you're playing for multi-million dollar persons so as far as like okay so there's a way to kind of measure how you're breathing, right? Is that where this Intel, uh, the belt that I saw, mm -hmm. you know, with Kirk Cousins, I've seen it with some other players. Yeah. Is that the way that you're monitoring your breathing? Talk about that a little bit and then where that steers, you know, the counsel from there and how you would address sure. a student. Yeah, you know, exactly that. You know, we, we've all known that we should breathe better, but we've never really seen what our breathing looks like. You know, we, we know we should slow it down. We know we should take a deep breath, but really up until the last, you know, couple of years, and obviously we went down the road of developing a, a feedback device that is able to show you in real time, not only what your physical respiration looks like, but also how your heart rate variability, essentially your body's stress response is responding to the way that you breathe. It's like your launch monitor for your breathing and your heart rate variability. <laughs> and the difference being, you know, this is something that you can train just like you use the, the analytics out of, out of your launch monitor, or, you know, you've got your about golf sim back there. That's, that's pulling in all of that, that ball flight and club data for us to learn from and make adjustments. And we can do the same thing with our breathing. It's something we do every minute of every day. And if we start to improve the way we do it, we can actually have a tangible um, skill to be able to help us, you know, get out of our own way. It's something that we've heard a lot um, from those that are playing competitively or professionally. But, you know, we all know that we should get out of our own way, but often we don't know how to do it. And sometimes it's, it's not about thinking more positive thoughts or, or out with the bad in with the good. Mm -hmm. When you start to look at the science and the physiology and the neurology of how breathing starts to affect our body, you can start to, to use your breathing essentially as a metronome to set the pace for everything that's going on. And when we start to slow things down and start to breathe more precisely with good structure and good pace, we can actually start to unlock that sweet spot that I think a lot of us have also found at times where we might call it the zone or flow, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And 
rather than it being so elusive all of the time that, you know what, hey, I tied my left shoe in a double knot and I had a couple of scrambled eggs for breakfast. I'm going to do that to try and play good golf every time. You know, your breathing is something that goes with you everywhere and is a way that you can help influence that flow or that zone-like state kind of on demand. Yeah. So I'm out playing and a lot of people listening right now, there's a lot of teachers and a lot of single digit handicappers, competitive players, a lot of players who just play for fun, but maybe they're out there with their buddy and we've got a little match going and it's, you know, for 10 bucks, 15 and heart rates going, starting to get, you know, tight member guest. It's our final nine hole match. You know, I've got a big shot coming up. I'm nervous. There's a racehorse they play. Everybody's watching. You know, yeah. like we all go through these moments in golf. It, it could be the 18th green, and there's a restaurant right there, and there's 17 people out there eating, and they're watching me hit this short game shot. I think they are, and I get nervous. Yeah. Right? And so all this, it hits everyone at different moments. Yeah. And so, okay, I'm nervous. I'm getting a little tense. What's the first thing that starts to occur when you start struggle from a breathing standpoint? What what does the science suggest? And then where does that start to snowball down to performance? Yeah. So I you, you touched on a couple of really good points there. And you know, when we start to feel all those feels when we're nervous, right? You know, our our hands might get a little cold and sweaty. We start to feel that that muscle tension. You know, we can start to feel our heart beating faster. Um, and certainly, you know, all of those things that are happening. And I think this is something that individuals may, you know, start to start to gravitate to is when we feel all of those feels, our body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do when it's sensing a threat. Mm -hmm. And so it's seeing all of those eyeballs on you you know, the thoughts of what if, or what if I don't, you know, all of those things are completely natural. I mean, it's our body's innate, innate stress response. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that happens too, in that situation is we breathe faster. We breathe faster without thinking about it, but of all of those kind of automatic functions that our body does when it senses that threat, Breathing is the one thing when you put conscious control over that you can change. You can't think your heart rate slower. You can't think your hands drier. It's like if it's warm wherever you are today, you know, and you walk outside, you don't tell your pores to open up and sweat. They're just going to sense the environment and respond with what it thinks is an appropriate response to that environment. Conversely, mm -hmm. when you walk back inside and it's cooler, you know, AC's on, your pores are gonna close up and you're gonna start to, you know, acclimatize back to that, that new environment. All of those things are happening automatically. It's like the, you know, adaptive cruise control on a car, if you will. It's continually adjusting speed and spacing to try and find this this sweet spot where it can just settle into cruise control, mm -hmm. if you will. But of all of those automatic functions, if you're breathing wrong, you're continually sending a signal to your nervous system that you need to be up for whatever it is. Travis, you're sitting in your studio, you're doing something you know and you love. 
And if you're breathing a little bit faster, you're going to be a little bit more amped than what you maybe necessarily need to be. Mm-hmm. And we experience that on as golfers, you know, yeah. through the course of 18 holes or the course of a 72 hole tournament. But when it comes back down to it and to, to your point, when you start to breathe and it can work like that metronome, like I said, that if we take some conscious control over our breathing, first start to slow it down, start to add some good pacing and good structure to that breath, it starts to influence all those other automatic functions of our body in return. So even though everything around us might be telling us that, hey, this shot is more important than any one you've hit today, you have something internally that you can pull out of your back pocket at a moment's notice to start to flip that script a little bit. So let me ask you this as a follow-up, because there's that, that was really interesting. A lot of the things that you just said right there. I go back to the conscious word. So I can consciously breathe better, right? In your program, NeuroPeak Pro and all everything that goes into that. I don't want you to give away all of the goods uh, because we want the audience to pursue this and those that maybe feel like breathing is a bit of an issue uh, for Mm -hmm. them and can help them perform better in tournaments or in the member guest or just the $5 Nassau that you play with your buddy every single Friday, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, you have to be able to handle your breathing and your nerves better. I can consciously learn how to do this over and over. I consciously go through this. Does it ever get to the point where then it becomes subconscious through that training? that's the that's the ultimate goal right why do we practice our our golf swing so that we can go out there and make great golf swings that produce the results that we want to without having to think about it Mm -hmm. and i've taken that same methodology that same approach in working with with all of our golfers and and frankly our clients across sport and and business for that matter and teaching them how to breathe better so that we can start to do it more subconsciously so that maybe you'll find yourself as you start to go through training with the intel belt and in the app is you know you're going to start to catch yourself breathing badly Mm. and you go okay well maybe i wasn't breathing badly there maybe i took one of those really high chest breaths Mm -hmm. and then as you start to practice it more you'll start to catch yourself actually breathing well. It's like, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about my breathing there, but it was much more in the belly. It was much more rhythmic and with the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Getting to that point where it's something that you do more naturally, more subconsciously. But then too, when you do need it to be at the forefront of what you're doing, because again, this shot all of a sudden feels way more important than it otherwise should, you can get into your conscious breathing and not only can you do it physically but because you've seen how your body physiologically responds to it there's a little bit of extra confidence in there that says yeah i know when i breathe this way that my body does this Mm -hmm. and what we want that this to be is a much more calm creative focused present state that allows us to get into that um that sweet spot where we can access the skills that we know we've practiced yep 
Yeah, because the breathing's getting in the way, right? So your skill set is such, and because you're you're not handling your nerves and you're breathing the right way, your your skill set diminishes a little bit because you're not in that peak performance. Yeah. I mean, if I said that, I don't know if I said that eloquently enough, but that's kind of in in a roundabout way, kind of what you're saying, isn't it? We we get in our own way. Man, get in our own way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like <clears throat> the emotion side, right? You know, the uh, someone gets mad because they hit a bad shot, and, and mm -hmm. it takes them a it takes them a hole or two to wind down and say, "Okay, I'm back." But well, you just wasted two holes and got in your own way, and your skill set isn't coming out now, and the probability of that skill set and the impact and all that because you're you're mad. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah so it's 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 really. I could go so many different directions with this and just listening to you talk. It's really, it's really fascinating. Um, and I know Andy, you were a very good player and came to this, um, as a client and then mm -hmm. we're so intrigued with it, um, that you became uh, the director of golf performance. And now to see where it is, not only in the golf world, but like you, you see Kirk cousins, I'd love to see his breathing this week. And when Nick Bose is coming around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's about ready to, lay them out i mean i can only imagine i mean look hitting a golf shot's one thing but standing over center and that's nick bosa over there he's gonna come and try to take my head off yeah and and, and trying to settle himself down right yeah. to take a snap I, i'm interested if, if you don't mind if you can share just share what you can like what did what did kirk cousins learn about his breathing it's interesting it's kirk cousins because i'll make this statement kirk has struggled in primetime games he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game no doubt about it i mean the guy is is a machine when it comes to distributing the ball can make all the throws prime time he's struggled maybe he's played a bit smaller than he had in the past is that what has he learned through his breathing that you could share that maybe is helping him now perform at a higher level in some of these situations where he wasn't in the past. Yeah. You know, for, for Kirk and, you know, and even for a lot of our, of our tour players, it's, it's realizing that there's some controllables when everything around you is telling you otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, Kirk can't control what the defense is going to do, but he can certainly control how he reacts to those adjustments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to, you know, quickly recover between plays, you know, he's getting the play called in, in his helmet, you know, he needs to be aware. And regardless of what that last play was, whether he, you know, through, a touchdown well, obviously if he's throwing a touchdown he's coming off the field but if it was a big play he's got to reset he's got to reset whether it was a big play or it was a sack for loss right and i think for for golfers it's kind of the same way like you need to step on the next tee whether you just made birdie or whether you just made double and give yourself the best chance stack the deck in your favor as much as you can to be able to execute that next play or that, or that next shot. And so I think it comes back to, to those controllables. Like when mm -hmm. you, 
you know, I'll always bring the conversation back to breathing. But, you know, when you get in those situations that are high stress, high pressure, granted, this is what these individuals do for a living. It's a reason we're watching them on, you know, on Sundays, both in the NFL and, and on the PGA Tour. You know, they're really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's those that have the ability to manage the successes and the defeats over the course of a game around or, you know, a season that starts to separate them from those that do and, and those that, and those that don't. And so I think that's the biggest piece. It's, it's the controllables. Yeah. Hack Motion is an innovative wrist analysis sensor and app that measures players' wrist and hand movement in the golf swing. With audio feedback and different drill modes, it offers the capability to improve players' wrist mechanics in the golf swing to provide a better club face control and impact position. Hack Motion can be used for both full swing and putting to cover all golf shots. Hack Motion is used by some of the top golf coaches today around the world. Visit hackmotion.com. I mentioned uh, Chris Mason on the on the teacher front. I know there's other instructors that are a part of this. When you you look at the players that you've worked with, Jordan Spieth, Zach Johnson, Keegan Bradley, uh, Madeline Sagstrom, uh, Azihar uh, M- Munoz, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Spaniard, right? Yes, Munoz, correct. Um, Yanni Sang, and that's just a few. I mean, and it's it's upwards in the 60, 70 mark of professional golfers that you're that you're helping with. So. Where talk about how these players are using precision breathing um, on the course throughout a tournament week. Where does this start to really play into the execution of precision breathing? Yeah. So you know when a player first first comes to us, you know they, you know they're seeking something. You know, right? You maybe maybe in a spot where you don't feel like you're getting the most out of what you're putting in in terms of of practice and what's showing up on the scorecard isn't necessarily commensurate with the effort that that you're putting in. And so, as we start to take this approach, there there really hasn't been. I mean, there's a select few. There's always the exception that you know knows how to breathe well. And so that initial evaluation and just be able to show someone the way that they're breathing poorly and starting to to chart a course to helping them learn how to breathe better, that's always the first one. I would coach Kirk Cousins, Jordan Spieth, you know, Tarek Skubal pitches for the Tigers. Like I would teach Mm -hmm. all of these individuals and any one of the listeners the same way to breathe better. The science behind that doesn't change whether... We're talking an athlete or a business professional. But to your question, Travis, how do we start to apply this? You know, and it starts, you know, on a tournament day, you know, my non-negotiable for my clients is about 10 minutes of breathing before you go to the golf cart course every day. Because that helps balance your nervous system. It helps bring you closer to that, that sweet spot where our body's more adaptable to whatever it is is going to get thrown at us you know there's inevitable stresses between the time you wake up and the time you put the first tee in the ground Mm -hmm. you know traffic 
you know, time with your physio, warm up, conversations, chat with your caddy, like all of those things. And so when we can start the day from a really good balanced state, it gives us that much more leeway or headroom to be able to play with, with those things that are going to maybe inevitably go wrong as they typically do the course of a round of golf. <laughs> the, the other one is, you know, you start to look at your warm up and mm -hmm. how are you pacing your warm up? You know, we see often when somebody's getting stressed or maybe the golf swing isn't quite feeling right. You know, you start to see that rake and hit, rake and hit, and balls mm -hmm. just start flying down range faster and faster. Um, and then you get to the first tee. And so we talk a little about how to manage yourself on, on the first tee. Um, one of the things that I think is really eye-opening and it's something we naturally do as golfers without ever thinking about it. And that's putting the tee in the ground, right? We bend over, we we're leaning on our driver, you know, we're throwing a leg out as a counterbalance, we're head below our heart for a little, little bit, and then we stand back up. You know, that's a lot for our body to do physically and physiologically, but yes, we don't think about it, you know, as golfers because it's just something we naturally do. But when you start to measure that, yeah, what's happening, heart rate and physiological stress, that turns that volume up just a little bit. And that's and so, the belt, right? The belt's reading all that and yeah, being, the belt, and being collected, the belt that data. Can read, mm -hmm. yeah. can read that and, and start to give us some insight of how are the things that are you are doing on a, um, just as a golfer, how are right. they influencing your, your stress response? And as much as anything, it's helping bring a level of awareness that this is what's happening when you're doing these things on the golf course. Yeah. And I think the best way to start to sum it up, you know, the physiological and the physical, physical state necessary to send one on a par five is very different from the physiological and physical state necessary to make a six footer to win the golf tournament or take that, you know, mm -hmm. $10 off your buddies how are you starting to manage yourself between those two states and we all know it's really tough to be on for four and a half five hours through a round of, of tournament golf so how are you managing yourself so that when you do come to that 18th hole with a chance to win you've built up enough resilience in your body over time that you can execute the shots the way that you know how and hopefully finish it off and you know your wallet's a little thicker you're hosting a trophy at the end <laughs> that's right i mean forget about sports i think anybody that has young kids um i mean i think this is something that you should uh you should look into i have a an eight and a seven year old and i'm mm -hmm. just thinking about you know those moments that happen and you know you're breathing can settle you back down when you're challenged and um, your, your patience starts to wear a little bit. Right. And yeah, how breathing 100%. can help that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, you know, those of us that don't play, play golf professionally anymore or, or ever will, but we, yeah. we absolutely love the game and love what it brings us. Mm -hmm. But you know, we also have a nine to five, right. Right. And, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're having a, a difficult conversation with a coworker, or you're getting ready to walk in for a big sales pitch or yep. a presentation to your board of directors, 
you know, our body's going to react the same, the very same way. So there's some really awesome crossover from, you know, how some of these best athletes in the world are starting to use precision breathing to help them perform better on the course or on the field. But again, that science doesn't change and it can help you just as much in the boardroom or the classroom as, as it would. And I think, you know, you, you bring that, that point up and I'll share a little, a little nugget from a, um, a college golfer who I've, I've been working with, um, and we started late last fall and he sent me a text in December and he was like, Hey Andy, I just want you to know, I used my golf breathing before walking into my chem final and it really helped. Yeah. And so for me as a coach, that's cool. Helping individuals like that's, that's the life stuff. That's the stuff that, that really, really matters. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have that crossover of just, you know, a flat out life skill, you know, is really, is really exciting. Yeah. Well, look, everybody, I think, understands that breathing is important. I mean, it's, it's obviously how we stay alive, but we also understand that in critical moments, let's just take it back to golf for a second. And we're on the golf course and we're competing or we're upset with ourselves because the way we're playing or whatever the case may be, the precision breathing aspect of it and, and being able to, to be better at that is only going to allow you to tap into your skill set and maximize, <clears throat> like what you said, stack the deck mm-hmm. in your favor to execute and, and execute at the most critical times, right? And, right. and let's face it, um, there's so many that that fear that, that fear that critical time because mm-hmm. they've been through that experience and they and they failed. Right. And maybe they were embarrassed or whatever the case may be. I've I mean, I've been there as a golfer. Same. Andy, I'm sure you've been there as a golfer. I, I promise you, Jordan Spieth has been there as a golfer. Um Yanni Sang has been there as a golfer. Everybody's been there. But the question is, is whether do you want to try to improve upon that? and and really learn about what's in the way right you're not stacking the deck and i think in so many cases breathing is an avenue that we can all do and all do really really well that's going to help you in critical moments so um i find this i find this fascinating i find myself wanting to to do it myself which i i probably will and for those that uh, that want to learn more, uh, Andy, how how do they? Where do we go from here? Where would you send them to maybe learn more and take that next step to to have you help them specifically? You know, I think one of the best things um, for the listeners to do is is head to their head to the app store and download the NeuroPeak Pro app. Okay. Um, there are four introductory videos there. They're breathing fundamentals that we've set up in a way, like I said, that mimics the exact process that we would go through with, with one of our clients. If I was working with them one-on-one, it's a free download. You create an account and you'll have this breathing fundamentals video series. They're only four or five minutes a piece. There's four of them. You can, you know, get it done tonight if you, if you wanted to. And I think from there, if, if the information, you know, that we talked about here today, Travis, and which kind of gets reinforced maybe um, in those breathing fundamentals videos, if there's 
you know, the motivation to want to learn more and, and see what the Intel belt's about, you know, go ahead and, and grab one. You know, it, it retails for, for $200, $199. And, mm -hmm. you know, as golfers, we invest a lot more in, in other places, you know, whether it be in, you know, the latest, the latest driver or, you know, new wedge fitting or whatever it might be. And, you know, I think for those that are, are competitive and, you know, I can relate to that are investing in our game, you know, there's an opportunity to, to learn something more about how our body works and how we can use it to our advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, that I think will, will resonate with, with a lot of the listeners. It's good stuff. Um, I, I appreciate your time. I know we could go on and on and on and there's, there's so much to this, but, uh, it sounds like there's, there's some ways to go to the app and learn just some, like you said, some, some foundational fundamental things mm -hmm. in breathing and then how that can then kind of steer them into learning more about themselves wearing the belt and the belt you wear, you, you wear kind of around the midsection, right? Underneath yeah. your shirt. Yeah, you do. You, um, you know, the Intel belt, it's, um, it's worn like you would, a a standard heart rate monitor, mm -hmm. you know, around kind of the, the upper torso, but the difference being that not just measuring heart rate and heart rate variability, but it's also able to depict in real time what your physical respiration looks like. So if you mm -hmm. get it on and you take that big high chest breath, you're going to see that that doesn't start to match up with, with the pacer. And you're going to get some, some instruction in there about how to start to um, pace your breath, um, slow mm -hmm. the breath down, start to build the consistency around it. And we've, you know, frankly, we, we've gamified it a little bit too. So it's not just, man, I need to carve out five or 10 minutes a day to just breathe, which for some may be easier than others, but there's, there's some goals in there, you know, everybody has the understanding that, you know, 10,000 steps a day helps lead to better health. Um, we've set the app up in a way that 10,000 Intel points, which you earn through breathing with the Intel belt, um, those 10,000 points a day will help lead to that better nervous system balance so that you can find that, that sweet spot. So I, like that. I think those that, uh, that want to dive in, will will find some really kind of intriguing pieces to that process. Good stuff. Annie Matthews, director of golf performance, uh, NeuroPeak Pro. I uh, encourage all of you to go check it out. At least download, do the fundamentals. If you like it and you're intrigued and you want to execute in the most critical moments heading into 2024, I think it's worth a try. Andy, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Travis.